Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Chris Warren with you up until four o'clock this afternoon. Good afternoon, wherever you might be tuning in to SEN 1170 and uh, through the Gold Coast as well through 1620. A very good afternoon to you as well. Round the grounds we go. Um, second in one day international as part of the Women's Ashes uh, series. So three T20s, although only one was played, I think. Then the drawn Ashes. We won the first ODI. This the second at Junction Oval. And there's still the tail still wagging for England. Or oh, there's an outside edge. I think that might be the last wicket. It is gone. Uh, so all out for 129, the English uh, women. 129 with uh, five overs. Uh, well, five overs to spare. So 45 overs gone is all that needed we needed 129 uh so 130 for victory for our aussie girls we're going to be talking very shortly with paul dennett of uh, cricket unfiltered podcast um about all things cricket and what i'll do most of most of what we'll be talking about will be um the justin langer dismissal so you might have your thoughts on how it's all been handled at home uh, i'm keen to hear from you uh listeners feel free to um pick up the phone and have your say one three hundred oh one eleven seventy, or send those text messages through. How do you think it's been handled? I think it's been an utter disgrace myself, um, but that's me, and I'm well on the outside. I just don't think it's been handled well at all. Nor do I think the Tim Payne saga was handled particularly well. And uh, when I hear the likes of uh, Ricky Ponting and, and Matthew Hayden also lashing out at Cricket Australia and the way it's been handled. Um, well, I feel quite okay in agreeing with those two greats of the game. Joining us now is Paul Dennett from um, a very good podcast, by the way, Cricket Unfiltered. Good afternoon, Paul. How are you, mate? Hey, Chris. I'm good. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. So um, where to now? Firstly, um, the way it's all been handled, I was saying earlier on, look, if, if you want Justin Langer to leave, well, why not just say go now? Why would you offer him a six-month extension in the first place? But uh, Cricket Australia, the governing body at the moment, I don't think they come out of this looking too well. No, you're 100% right. And that's exactly what they should have done. They were talking about it, saying, you know, we're going to look after this after the ashes. And that's fine for the, mm. public, um, for the public facing side of things. Behind closed doors, they needed to have made a decision and they needed to then act swiftly. And they knew that it was going to be a tough decision. They were either going to offend Justin Langer and lots of ex-players or upset the current playing group. There was no easy way out. They looked for the easy way out. It's almost as though they thought, we don't want to be the ones that sack him because if we go forward and lose in Pakistan and don't have a great few months, we're going to look like the fools who sacked a coach who just won a World Cup and emphatically won the Ashes. Mm. So they've insulted him. I mean, offering a a 15-month deal would have been bad enough, but offering a deal that was basically just to the end of um, this next upcoming World Cup in October, when his deal was already due to go to to June, Mm. um, there's nothing short of insulting and cowardly as well, because have the the guts to make the tough decision. Mm. You can't please everyone. Make the tough decision. Mm. 
And Pat Cummins, I mean, he's been criticised a little bit as well um, for the way that he's refused to back his coach. I'm just wondering, how does how does Pat Cummins and, and how does his reputation, has it, has it been tarnished a little bit, do you think, or not? I think it has been, but only slightly. I think that... Um, he, I think it was a mistake for him to be in the media in those days leading up to it when he didn't need to be. Now, he has what I believe is to be a very blame of getting solar-powered, um, uh, you know, a cricket ground. That's great. But they should have said, in, in the view of the situation, let's just wait a few days. The fact that he went on the sunrise and mm. uh, Koshy was kind of grilling him, he was put in a difficult position and he handled it well. But they then yeah. said, you know, you, you could go into politics afterwards. And that's not what you want to hear um, mm. uh, about an Australian captain. I don't think it's terminal by any means, but it's a no. slight, um, slight uh, diminution of his reputation. Yeah, and look, I, I love Pat Cummins, and he's going to be he's going to be a wonderful captain for us going forward, no doubt. But he he too, I think, has come out of it looking a little bit, you know. I think it, it comes down, and I'm reading between the lines, or I'm reading the tea leaves. I think Matthew um, Hayden was sort of saying, or Ricky might have been saying, it it comes down to a handful of players. A, a few players weren't happy with with Langer's style. And I believe Langer may have said, look, I think there might be a couple of staff members as well that weren't too happy with my style. But, you know, it was all, as far as I know, it was all corrected. They had the um, they had the sit-down meeting quite some time ago. It was all laid out on the table and he made, he made the required adjustments. And look what happened since. Success soon followed. So I would have thought that that would be enough to say, well, let's give this bloke another long-term deal maybe not a four-year deal but certainly more than six months well that's exactly what everyone in england's looking on and saying mm. I ca- we cannot believe that you've just belted us in the ashes your coach was asked to make some changes he made those changes and now you're still getting rid of him but i think it does come down to just how strong the um dissatisfaction was in the playing group and I, yeah ricky ponting said that he believes that langer thinks it's only a small number Reading, you know, really good journalists mm. like Malcolm Conn, mm. I think it's um, possibly a little bit wide, a little bit more widespread than that, and that I think that the feeling was the volatility and the um, the, the mood swings and whatever else had mm. got to the point where enough had been enough. And look, he's done a great job, and I think that had he been, um, you know, had this ended in the way it should have ended, we would look back on the four years as, by and large, mainly success. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's going to always be sort of regarded about the way that it ended. And I think that's disappointing. And Langer deserved a lot more than that. Mm. We'll talk about his future in a moment and and the likely replacements for him as well. Um, I was reading an article yesterday I touched on it earlier. Uh, I think it was on Fox Sports' website. And you, you, you probably know a whole lot more about this too. So this this Amazon documentary, The Test, that, that we did, I don't know, when was that? A couple of years ago. And it, it says that Langer, uh, the players negotiated $41,000 more than he was getting. And um, I'm sort of paraphrasing here, putting it in a nutshell. Uh, he was a bit peed off by that and took, half a, took a team out there and a few of them started vomiting. He just absolutely gave it to him, caned him on the training uh, training field. Now, I don't know if you can join those dots, but uh, had you heard a similar type story? Well, certainly with regards to that deal. And if I was Langer, I'd have been annoyed as well because uh, <laughs> he was the star of the show. Um, mm. And but, but I don't think it's the player's fault. I mean, if they have a, a suffic- sufficiently sophisticated ability to negotiate and get double the money for everyone, including players like you know Michael Nisa, who was in it for all about, 30 seconds, mm. he earned double what Langer did, and it was Langer's performance that sort of made the documentary so successful. Langer should be angry at the, um, at the, 
at people other than the players. That's that's not their fault. They're they're only in it to um, negotiate for the best of their ability. I think he did regret that that he got so angry at them for that because that mm. you know the anger was misdirected. Mm. All right. Well, where does JL go from here? I mean, it's pretty obvious. I think that England will maybe offer the, him the top gig there. I mean, does he bite their hand off or or not? I wouldn't. I reckon he's. I think that one of the people talk about how he's not uh, cricketing coaching is very different to football coaching. Mm. But the other big difference is national team coaching is so much different to franchise coaching. If I was Justin Langer, I'd be going to the IPL. You're only um, you're mm. earning plenty of money. It's two or three months of the year. If you go to England, mm. um, the problem there is they just don't necessarily have the players. And you can be the, a, a fantastic coach, yeah. but there's every chance that they will fail no matter who their coach is. And then you're going to be absolutely excoriated in the media. Far better go to a franchise where he can do what he did at the Scorchers and kind of, if there's one or two players that don't buy into what he wants to do, then get rid of them and buy someone else at the auction next time around. That's what I'd be doing if I was him. Mm. Well, plenty of plenty of senior players have, have really cashed in on the IPL for you know good cash, um, short term commitments as well. Um, so we'll have to wait and see on that. Right. So Andrew McDonald is in the chair for the uh, for the moment. Um, what do you think? And, and also, I, I thought they were going to break up the three formats and maybe have different coaches for each. But now it turns it turns out that they they were are looking for just the one coach to uh, oversee things. Yeah, and I think they'd be happy to have McDonald, but whether he wants the job, that's another another point. That um, he'll be happy enough to go to, to Pakistan and do it temporarily, but he's got family, he's got um, IPL opportunities, um, mm. hundred opportunities as well, and so they might find that he will say, "I'm happy to bob in and bob out every now and again, but I don't want it to make it to to be my full time gig." He has rave reviews, but um, as Jaleesa Apps was saying on our podcast the other day, mm. it's very easy to love your assistant coach. You know, they can be the ones that. Um, you know, are hands-on and don't have to make the tough decisions. It's probably a little bit more difficult when suddenly you are the, the main coach and um, you do have to make those tough calls. But I'd be perfectly happy for him to take the job. I just don't know if he wants it. I'm talking to Paul Dennett of uh, the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. Uh, Julissa Apps, as you've just mentioned there, does a, a fair bit of good work too on, on that. Mate, um, so... Uh, who do you think is the next man in waiting then? Uh, Trevor Bayliss, I think, is probably... Um, near the front of the queue? I think he's definitely being mentioned. Um, I think that Jason Gillespie uh, mm. is a chance as well. I think that those are the, probably the, the two favourites. Um, interesting point by uh, Barrett Sunderace, and who's also on SCN made the point that mm. no one is talking about someone like uh, Ravi Shastri uh, that had tremendous success with India, mm. yet we kind of have this view of Australian exceptionalism that, you know, we tried a foreign coach once with Mickey Arthur and that ended in tears. So yeah. um, we'll just look for an Australian now. So they don't look like they're looking abroad. I, you know, I was saying earlier on, I would love, and it will never happen. I mean, it will never happen. But Ricky Ponting, I would I would love him to, to take up that post. Gee, I think he'd be, be great. But he hasn't held back, Punter, has he, in, in his, um, uh, his thoughts on, on the whole situation? No, I, and I agree with you. He would be great, but the same with McDonald, that he's got too many better offers elsewhere, the Channel 7 gig and the IPL stuff. But I think at the very least, they should ensure that they get him involved um, in a mentoring capacity as, as he has done so far. Mm. And also with, with Langer leaving, I mean, I, Gideon Haig made the point today that we're losing all of his ability, that um, they should have found a way to get him into some other job in mm. Cricket Australia, because as things stand, that, that might be it. And I remember with Adam Voges, who was 
uh, a very good Western Australian player. Then when, when Langer came on the scene, he turned him into a, a test player and had great success. He, he could be someone that could sort of mentor the next generation or do something. But um, as I said, as things stand, um, he's going to be lost to the system. And Ricky Ponting's uh, scathing words about Cricket Australia, I don't think all that many people have been disagreeing. Well, no, not at all. And you know, I, I, I don't think there'd be any, anyone, any cricket fan that uh, doesn't just love Ricky Ponting, you know. And when he speaks, you've you got to listen. Um, Paul, let's uh, quickly look at the uh, the women's ashes then. So England have just posted 129 runs in, in their innings. We can't lose the ashes. But I guess the Aussie girls, they'll, they'll want to go for the whitewash, wouldn't they, in, in the, um, the 50 over segment of the series? Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, we, we've had in the past where we had to uh, retain the Ashes by virtue of it being a tie. So we certainly don't want that. You'd say that Australia's got this game sewn up, but you just never know. And also leading into the, the World Cup that's starting in uh, New Zealand um, in, in March, Australia's, you sort of just expect that Australia win every World Cup. But the last 50 over World Cup, they got knocked out in the semi-final and missed out on what was the biggest occasion in women's cricket to date, uh, where they had a massive uh, sellout at Lords, And they're, they're still pretty bitter missing out on that. They subsequently had the 86,000 at the MCG, but um, they're pretty determined. They're going to be playing England in the World Cup coming up, so there's plenty to prove for them. Just just back on uh, one other thing I, I meant to ask you too, back on Cricket Australia and, and its leadership, leadership, and uh, maybe I'm losing that uh, using that term loosely, but uh, it's not for me <laughs> to throw the stones. But if, if I just read out, so Chief Executive Nick Hockley, who I've never met, um, you may well know him, um, Here's some of the things that he said in his statement, okay, referring to Justin Langer, um, thanking him for his outstanding leadership. Um, he calls him a legend of the game and an outstanding individual, an outstanding coach. He restored trust in our team. These are all from Nick Hockley. Um, and we're extremely proud of his achievements since he, he took over in 2018. But then I read an article today in um, The Telegraph, and it's all talking about Hockley admitting that uh, Justin Langer was um, a figure of disunity. Do you think there might be change at the top at Cricket Australia soon? I don't think there will be. Um, And I I think that the problem with um, Hockley's statement is that it was on the back of him offering Langer an insultingly short term. um, And the thing is, if he really was a figure of such disunity, then why would they even offer him that th- that short term? You know, the, exactly. the defense of the World Cup uh, is so important. If he's that bad, then don't offer him anything. That's where yeah. that annoys me as well. But I think that, um, that what would have been ideal is if he could have used all of those words and say, and we are now proud to announce that Justin Langer is going to be um, and whatever newly created position to keep him um, in the mm. family, make it all happy. Mm. And because maybe his time was up, um, mm. you know, four years, he's done a, a great job. Things have changed. It may be for the best that he is leaving, but just under these circumstances, no one's happy with it. And I wish, uh, you know, if they had their time again, uh, maybe they might have thought about the timing of inducting him into the Hall of Fame as well <laughs> a few weeks ago. <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, dear, oh, dear. It's, it's a dog's breakfast. It really is. Paul Dennett from Cricket Unfiltered Podcast. Paul, thanks for joining us, mate. Um, enjoy your afternoon. Go on you, Chris. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91. 
For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com.